Hey everybody, Jeremy Markovich here. Two quick notes before we get going. First, this podcast has a new home. It's now part of the North Carolina Rabbit Hole, which you can find at ncrabbithole.com. There you can check out previous episodes of Away Message. You can find any new episodes that we're putting out. And if you like this podcast, I think, no guarantees, but I think you will like my weekly newsletter. It is about weird North Carolina stuff comes out every Thursday. It is free if you want it to be, and you can sign up at ncrabbithole.com. Second, this episode was produced during my time at Our State Magazine. Now, I happen to think that most of it still holds up, but some of the promo codes and websites that I mention may no longer work. Okay, here's the show. So here is a little bit of trivia for you. The fastest that anyone's ever finished the Mountains to Sea Trail, 22 days, 5 hours, and 3 minutes. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. Welcome to Jockey's Ridge. Yeah. An ultra runner named Diane Van Deren did it. She was 52 at the time. Came all the way from those mountains to these mountains. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to go back. Yeah. Now, when she ran the trail in 2012, the MST was about 250 miles shorter than it is right now. And as we speak, another ultra runner has a similar plan on the works. Her name is Tara Dower. Um, yeah, that's me. <laughs> Lives up in the mountains in Hot Springs. I'm also, some people also know me as Candy Mama. That's my trail name. Uh-huh. Tara talked to me earlier this week over Zoom, and she says she picked up her nickname while she was hiking on the Appalachian Trail last year. Okay, what's, what's, what's your trail name story? Because I know you probably, it didn't, it didn't <laughs> yeah. just come from nowhere. <laughs> yeah, Candy Mama comes from, um, so the mom part is like, I mommed everyone, uh, but the candy part is kind of embarrassing because I just ate so much candy out there. Um, Airheads was my favorite, and... I sometimes would forget to brush my teeth after eating them and go right to bed. Um, And that wasn't great. My dentist, when we ended, my dentist told me I had six cavities and I needed to stop eating airheads and switch to chocolate and start flossing. Otherwise I would not have any teeth left. So that's the candy mama story. Other than the whole teeth thing, Tara really liked the AT, but the MST? Not a lot of people know about this trail, and I think it's awesome. It's so cool. It's not like any other trail. Like, it's so cool. That's the trail that really has her excited. I love the idea that you're going through this incredible state that starts with mountains, and then it goes to, like, a Piedmont region, and then you go to, like, the Outer Banks. That's so cool. Tara is going to try to record the fastest known time on the current longer version of the MST. 30 days is her target. And to get ready, she's been running really long distances, especially on slopes. So I just started walking up the mountain like a bunch. I started doing mountain repeats. She's been going out to the really hard sections of the MST and just, you know, running them over and over again. Started doing like craggy gardens a lot. Around craggy gardens, I started doing Mount Mitchell a lot. And she has worked on very specific parts of her legs. I started working out like my shins because I knew shin splints were a thing. Tara is planning on leaving in September and she's excited to discover things about the state and herself. 
and just see where my limits are. Um, and hopefully I don't discover the limits. Hopefully there's <laughs> not a point where I'm like, oh yeah, those are definitely my limits. Um, <laughs> Now, this was not what she'd intended to do. I started planning to thru-hike, just a regular thru-hike, um, like backpacking, restocking as I go, just very easygoing. I started planning for that. But there was an issue. Basically, there are some spots on the MST where hikers just can't find a place to camp. In other spots, they need a ride into town to stock up on food and supplies. Now, there is a solution to this right on the Mountains to Sea Trail website. A list of people called trail angels. So what the trail angels would do is they would pick you up and they'll either house you, find you a camp spot um, or a legal camp spot or uh, take you to a hotel. Um, also restocks. They would do restocks, food resupplies um, so you can replenish your food supply. But during the coronavirus pandemic, the Friends of the Mountains to Sea Trail is recommending that trail angels no longer pick up or house any through hikers because there's a risk that people might spread the virus to each other. So I realized I would have to find a way to hike it without the use of the trail angels, which was really hard because I was looking forward to meeting a lot of them. So Tara's solution was to do two things. One, she'd create her own support team to help her get through the trail, to drive around to places where the trail crosses a road, making sure she had enough food and water, and to give her a ride or a place to stay if she needed one. I started asking around, like, um, can we form this small little quarantine group and, uh, like, crew to, like, just move me and whoever wants to come with me to the coast? So I'm going west to east. Um, so how can we just form this little bubble and just, like, hike? But that is a lot to ask of people. So that is why Tara decided to go as fast as she could. And then I just was like, I'm just going to go for it. You'll never know if you can do something like this until you try. Tara's story really connected with me because, well, for one thing, I love to run. Although I cannot imagine having to run about 40 miles a day for an entire month. But there was something deeper than that. Because Tara learned what every MST thru-hiker learns, that you cannot finish the trail without help. And the people who help hikers however they can, expecting nothing in return, those are trail angels, and they are everywhere along the MST. Aaron and Lexi Harris started meeting them not even a week into their trip. Good morning. Good morning, day six. We are just walking out of Balsam, North Carolina. Oh, which, the tiny town that has been good to us. The tiny town. Balsam, North Carolina is, it's, um, well, it's a bend in the road. Off of the Blue Ridge Parkway, west of Asheville, between Waynesville and Silva. Lexi, what was the population of Balsam in 2000? According to Wikipedia slash Google, uh, the 2000 census said Balsam had a population of 49. <laughs> <laughs> now, we did have a local tell us that was until all the Floridians came down. For the came summer. Came up during the summer. <clears throat> Aaron and Lexi didn't know a lot about Balsam before they got there because... 
Well, I mean, you try looking up balsam on the internet. Um, and there so was nothing in balsam. There's, a, there's an historic inn, and there's a post office. And, and my mom was mailing us food to that post office, so we were for sure going to stop. But when I talked to Aaron and Lexi a few weeks later, they could not stop talking about this little town. So we stopped in Balsam, in balsam and we, I think for the first time, we like met people that yes. weren't, you know, we weren't just passing on the trail. Someone gave us a ride, you know, 200 yards to a church. Um, and it was so sweet. <laughs> our first trail angels. Yeah, um, Tom and Cheryl. Tom and Cheryl, I, I think. think. <laughs> And it turns out that Balsam, North Carolina, population 49, may have more trail angels per capita than any other place in the state. So then we talked to the pastor of this church and, you know, they're they're working on the roof and they're like, yeah, you can pitch your tent anywhere, you know, go for it. Yard's yours. And then we sit and talk with just, I mean, you know, this man that had grown up in Balsam, North Carolina with the other 48 people. Gene. Gene Kiefer. And we probably talked to him for an hour, just oh, he, sitting. He offered to drive us to go get food in yeah. the next town, you know, which was like seven miles away because they don't have a grocery store or anything. And we just felt so taken care of. So Aaron and Lexi hike on from Balsam, but they're starting to run low on food. And they need to resupply with a package that's been mailed ahead for them in another mountain town. We had another food drop in Jonas Ridge which is another tiny town. They have basically a general store and the post office, but the post office is five miles off trail. So without a ride, it was going to be an extra 10-mile walk, which is like the better part of a day. (laughs) And so who came to the rescue? Another trail angel. Wesley. Wesley came and picked us up and drove us in, and the post office wasn't open yet, so she took us to the general store and just, like, was so patient while we, like, got cold drinks and snacks, which was really fun for us and exciting, and then took us to the post office and then drove us back. It was, like, an hour drive for her to come pick us up and drive us this 10-mile round loop. It was an hour each way out of her day, and we were just so great. Like, it was just so kind, and it helped us out so much. After that... Today, we had a huge trail angel encounter. Trail angels start showing up everywhere. Best friends, Maddie and Trey, who are veteran Appalachian Trail through hikers last year, um... And Trey's parents met us at the Pisgah Inn, and they brought us lunch and extra snacks to fill our food bags. And then they dropped us off at an overlook where we could easily get to the trail and get a camping spot for tonight, which we're currently occupying. And then I left my phone back at the inn like a real dummy, and And they went back and and got it. it for me, which was such a huge blessing. And then... Out of the mountains, down to the Piedmont, Aaron and Lexi met, and this is kind of meta, a trail angel who had hiked the entire Mountains to Sea Trail, who went by the trail name, Angel. She came actually a bit out of her way to pick us up. We stayed at her house that night. She cooked for us. Like, we watched a movie together. Her real name is Mary Stewart from Chapel Hill. She hiked the entirety of the trail bit by bit and finished in 2018. She doesn't drink beer, but she bought some beer for us just to, just just in case. Hey. Hey. 
angels I'm here. Mary. Hey, Mary. So I've heard about you. I had hey. Lexi and Aaron mother. Yeah. Is it, is it, you're, you're in fact, I myself got to meet Mary. So, um, yeah, I'm in Chapel Hill. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, so. She came to Oak Ridge, not far from my house, to drop off Aaron Brennan's husband, Jeff, so he could bike along with her for a few days. Now, I only talked to Mary for a few moments back then, so this week... Now, so, um... I called her up via Zoom. Um, okay. So now I'm rolling, and... Uh, now, some trail angels will only do a few things, but Mary... Mary would put in the extra effort. I would shuttle people if they needed a shuttle, um, go pick them up, bring them to my house, let them you know, have a night off the trail, shower, wash their clothes, feed them. And I asked her, why do this? Why help out the stranger on the other end of the phone at any hour? And her answer, it's not all that complicated, really. She just loves the trail. No part in particular. I just really like the whole trail. Some people helped her when she was hiking. Um, We had people um, shuttle us. Some in big ways, others small. Some people gave us snacks. And it meant a lot to her. So she wants to do the same thing for other hikers. I have a huge, what we call tramily. It's a trail family now. And um, you just meet the most wonderful people. I mean, hikers are just fabulous. And um, just fun to hear their stories and share stories with them and just give them a helping hand. But it turns out that trail angels are more than just helpful. In one particular place, they are vital. That place, eastern North Carolina. A place where hiking is sort of out of place. Where a place to stay can be almost impossible to find. Where the Mountains to Sea Trail is, for all practical purposes, invisible. And so today... We have the story of a small town in the Sandhills, a town with no trail in it, a town where backpackers are barely ever seen, a town that might be one of the most unlikely trail towns on the MST, but a town where some trail angels are trying to change the very nature of what it means to get outside and take a hike. From Our State Magazine, this is Away Message, Season 4, a trip across North Carolina on the Mountains to Sea Trail. I'm Jeremy Markovich. Okay, so this town that I'm talking about is Roseboro. About 1,200 people live there. It's surrounded by peanut fields and longleaf pines. The motto is, quote, take root and bloom. Kind of what you'd expect from a Roseboro, honestly. I drove through there in 2018, on my way from Wilmington to Greensboro. And I should say, it is not on the way from Wilmington to Greensboro. It's in Sampson County, east of Fayetteville, sort of near Salemburg and Garland and Bonnetsville, other towns that you may not have heard of. It's the kind of place you come upon after a good half hour of driving on a two-lane road through farm country. The blue sky above, the sun beating down, fields of tobacco and cotton and blueberries all around. Now, I didn't just end up there. I drove to Roseboro to see Alice Butler and her husband, Greg. So this is my first time in Roseboro. I know the Mountains of Sea Trail kind of comes through this area. Right. Um, it comes right down this road right here yeah. from our house. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. As I sat there in their living room, tapping out notes as I recorded the interview on my phone, both of them kept reminding me that no, Roseboro is not 
in the middle of nowhere. Roseboro has a good location because you can get, you know, to your best doctors and all that. It may take you an hour. It could take me an hour to get across Charlotte. Mm-hmm. You know, with traffic, I'm moving. Also, it is technically on the way from somewhere to somewhere. Now, you've got 242. And see, this used to be the way from Raleigh that you would go to the beach. And there are two groups of people who do end up taking Route 242. One... The motorcycle riders love this road because mm-hmm. it's a state highway. This would be the way you go to Myrtle Beach because we still get the we still get the motorcycle... Yeah, we get the motorcycle. When it's right. bike week... Yeah. They run out... Yeah. <laughs> they, they, go, they come through here. You know, you'll see these caravans of 30 or 40 bikers sometimes going through on the, on the bike. Yeah. And two, some long-distance hikers on the mountains, the Sea Trail. And when they come to town, Alice... Helps them out, gives them a ride, a meal, sometimes a place to sleep, in her own home. People are funny. They'll say, I saw some of your hikers, Alice. (laughs) And they're always your hikers? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Now, Roseboro is technically a trail town because the route of the MST takes it right down West Roseboro Street. But when you get here and look around, that kind of feels like a stretch. For one thing, you are on the side of the road. There is not any actual trail within 10 miles of here. And Roseboro isn't even all that big on sidewalks either. They exist on the tiny little street grid that surrounds the one stoplight in town, but that's about it. And let's be honest, if the MST is bringing you to Roseboro, you are one of the few people who is trying to hike the whole thing. And that is not a lot of people, maybe a dozen a year. And yet, on the rare occurrence when a hiker does show up here, Alice bends over backwards to help them. Because she is not only a trail angel, she's the mayor. What made you decide to, to run for, for mayor? Someone had said that there was an opening. Someone was resigning from the board. An opening on the town board of commissioners. First she was appointed, then she won an election. I wasn't planning to run for mayor, but just some some things happened, and people right, kept asking did. me to run and encouraging me to run. And so, at five minutes till noon on the very last day, I put in mm. to run. Mm-hmm. And she, there was three people running, and she beat. She got more votes than the other two guys put together. Mm. That doesn't need to be put in. No. <laughs> That was in 2015, and Alice has been mayor ever since. And around the same time, Alice and Greg thought to themselves, you know what, Roseboro is on the MST, backpackers are going to come through here, why not make them feel welcome? So they became official MST trail angels. The first couple we had was uh, the, the, girl, the boy and the girl from Ohio. Yeah. Greg picked them up, brought them back to the house, and let them crash there for two nights. Alice cooked on day one, on day yeah. two... She went down to, to Benny. Okay. They went down the street to the bar. And then they went on their way. And then some time went by before the next hiker called. And then the next one called a long while after that. And a lot of times they spend the evening and eat with us or whatever. And then mm-hmm. usually Greg ends up taking them back to that spot where they... They're real sticklers about going to the exact spot. <laughs> usually they need to do laundry. The clothing or, the, or their backpack is uh, can have a... Uh, um, it, it, it lingers. Sometimes they're lost. It took me probably 45 minutes to find her, and I was on roads I have never been on before. 
but usually they'd like to just sit and talk about what they've seen. And, you know, the other thing that they've liked is the tobacco barns. They've talked about mm. the beautiful barns that they've not, they're not used to seeing. But almost all of them have had one thing in common. Everybody's nice. Oh. I mean, I think these are all, you know, they're all, I think they're, they're very nice, appreciative. They're appreciative. I saw the word yeah. They're um, very appreciative. Even so, getting an actual backpacker coming through town, it is still a pretty rare event. Mm-hmm. So how many, how many hikers do you think you've had come through? It's not been a ton. No, mm-hmm. probably a couple, two or three people a year, or two or three groups. So sometimes it's a group of two. Mm-hmm. So even though the MST is here, even though Alice and Greg will bend over backwards to help a hiker out, those people have not really flocked from far and wide to Roseboro. It hasn't transformed the place into a mecca for hikers or campers or backpackers. And if that seems kind of like a bummer, then it's worth knowing that there's something else going on here with the trail. Because the trail is not about just tourism. It's not about just hardcore backpackers. It is about taking a big idea and making it small enough to actually be useful for everyone. That part of the story, when we come back. This is Away Message. I'm Jeremy Markovich, and so far we've been talking about how the MST makes its way through eastern North Carolina, mostly on roads. When Erin Brennan came through this part of the state, she rode through on her bike as quickly as possible. Not because she didn't want to stop and enjoy it, but because it was hot and really far between campsites. One day I was biking, the heat index was 106, and uh you know, I, I had another 30 miles to go that day, and I actually, when I stopped at um, Singletary Lake, I had asked them if they had any t- tent camming, and they said that they did not. And so I was pretty bummed because it was 3 o'clock, it was 106 degrees, and I still had 30 miles to bike. So I kind of was just going to sit down and take, take a, a deep breath, get some water, and hop back on my bike and just get to it. Singletary Lake State Park is a couple of dozen miles past Roseboro on the current route of the MST. And it was there that Aaron Brennan encountered someone who wasn't listed as the trail angel on the MST website, but someone who still qualifies in my book. One of the park rangers walked out of the back and asked if I was an MST through hiker. And I was like, yeah, I mean, more or less, I'm on a bike, but yeah, I am doing the MST. And she's like, oh, we have a cabin that we've been letting MST through hikers stay in. And I was like, what? And she was like, yeah, um, you know, a couple people have stayed there so far. Like, we won't charge you for it. If you want to make a donation or something, you know, you're more than welcome. But, you know, if you decide you want to stay here, you're more than welcome to it. I'll take you down there and we'll get you settled, get you out of the heat. And you can go for a swim in the lake. And, you know, I was that was easy answer. It was like, yep. That meant I had to do a pretty long day the next day. But I was like, hey, I can get up early and kind of knock most of it out before the, you know, worst of the heat kicks in but um that was an awesome awesome moment and so the the cabin she took me down there and she she was like yeah there's you know three twin beds in it and there was a uh an ac unit and she was like i don't know if it works but you're more than welcome to try it and so i kind of just figured it didn't work i went to the lake for a couple hours and i came back and i was like oh let me just try it turned it on that thing was kicking all night i was cold in the uh in that cabin It's funny too, because like the windows were really old, so I figured I was like, ah, oh, if it does work, it's probably gonna, it's probably not gonna like, you know, cool this place down too, too much. But um, that thing was, again, like MVP of the trip so far. 
So two things about that. One, trail angels are a godsend. I mean, how heavenly would it feel to get a consistent blast of air conditioning on a 106-degree day? But two, this stands out because a place to stay that's right on the route of the MST can be very hard to find sometimes, especially in eastern North Carolina. You just are depending on people because you can't just, you know, go out in the woods and camp legally somewhere or other because that you're not in the woods and there isn't a place to camp. That is Kate Dixon again, the executive director of the Friends of the Mountains to Sea Trail. Now, there are plenty of campsites along the trail, but you are more likely to find them in the western half of the state, up in the mountains, where the trails tend to be the oldest and most established. In eastern North Carolina, there are fewer campsites because there are fewer actual trails because, well, for one thing, they're just harder to build. There's just so much water out there that they're just places where no one has enough money to get us across, you know, build a special bridge for everything. For another, the outdoors means something different in the east. The coastal plain has been really interesting to work in. They have a lot of public land, but they don't have very many trails. Hunting is a really, really big activity, but hiking isn't so much. Which means if you want to build a trail, not only do you have to actually build a trail, but you have to convince people nearby to become hikers. Because the people we're focusing on, the people who are taking a few months off to hike the whole trail... They're just the tiniest sliver of people who actually use the MST. Well, the vast majority of people who use the trail are day hikers who are using a part of the trail that's near their home. And that will always be the case. I mean, you might plan a big trip to head out for a few days on a well-known trail if you're ambitious. But it's those small bits of trail, the ones that you can get to more often, those are the parts of the MST that get used by the most people. As exciting as and as much as we love and following the thru-hiker, that day-to-day meaning of it is so amazing. And here's the thing about Sampson County, where Roseboro is. There are hardly any public trails in the entire county. This is mm-hmm. the largest county in North Carolina. It has no state we park. We have no state park in it. I mm-hmm. mean, Mountain Sea Trail comes through it. Mm-hmm. You know, we have, we're very limited on what we have for recreation for our people. There really aren't a lot of places in Roseboro where you can get outside and walk around. There's plenty of open space, but it's on farms. There are plenty of woods, but a lot of them are swampy or covered in no trespassing signs. If you want to go for a walk or a run or a hike in Roseboro, you can't go for more than a mile in any one direction before you run out of sidewalk. This county is the largest county, has no state parks. You're trying to find ways to get people to do things, to get outside. So you're you're talking about running trails. How much of a priority is is it down here to sort of take the trail off the road in this area. Is, is that is that something there's a there's a, a big effort for well, the, or is it well the Palmberry thing that yeah. is a big that is a big effort by the MST to try to get it off the road. We've been working hard and they've been working hard for that. There's a spot just out of town near the country club named Palmberry Bay Preserve. About three and a half square miles of land that the locals call something else. 
there's this, uh, there was a, what we call the White Woods. You know, well, so before we were, that, it was actually Governor Hall. Well, yeah, it's got I some mean, his, history. This old wood there has got some history location. There's, mm -hmm. there's a slave cemetery out there. Apparently, there's also this thing called a pondberry bush, which is a very rare plant. Over its history, the land really hasn't ever been open to the public, but that fact hasn't kept the public out. Right now, there's no fencing around the scene. There's nobody that supervises this thing. People are going back there all the time. We have friends that take their dogs out there. Mm -hmm. but, but, it's going, but, but Use it anyway. Yeah, it's being used like it's always been used. More, more uh, illicit uh, fares have been had out there. I mean, most people ask what, you know, everybody goes, they've been out in the white woods. is where you, yeah. go. <laughs> you, know, you go. You go to have a little tryst, uh -huh. you know, kind of thing. You go. And so, you know, the, you know, so, and I'm telling them, I said, guys, I mean, now, if you were to allow us to have a trail through there, you're going to have people who are interested, care about it. Now, there is a legitimate concern about opening up the land because it's home to the endangered pondberry shrub. And that's sort of held up the process of putting a trail in. But Alice and Greg say a permanent footpath could actually help save the plant. Because right now, people kind of just tromp around in the woods wherever they want. If you give them a trail, they'll mostly stick to it. Just yesterday, I was down in Sampson County. Um, one of the towns that the trail goes through is a, a small town called Roseboro. Here's Kate Dixon again. The trail, they have an abandoned railroad line that goes right through town. And they also have a 2,000-acre nature preserve that's right next to them. In five years, they'll probably have, you know, four miles of nature trail. They'll have a downtown greenway and the town that has, you know, felt like though there's nowhere to go walk, all of a sudden it's going to be, this is just the coolest thing ever. Now, at first, when Kate started making trips down to eastern North Carolina to talk about the trail, the response was mostly, okay. I mean, I think they liked the idea, but I, frankly, I don't think they believed it. <laughs> so they were being nice to me. They would take my calls. They were always happy to see me when I would show down. But I but I never really, I felt like, you know, really, um, I never really felt like they were stepping up like, oh, we're going to, you know, it was more like, sure, whatever you say, Kate. Um, but I think that's really tipped. And the more that Kate shows up, the more that people start talking about the MST, the more that people realize that this is not just some huge thing that connects the entire state. That it's not just something that exists only for people with big backpacks and fancy tents and expensive shoes. It is something much smaller than that. Something that's not for tourists, but really for them. There's probably not too many, too many people in Roseboro that are ever going to hike a long distance, you know, mm -hmm. about yeah. to, you know, do the whole thing. But, you know, if you had, you had sections that were cool... Then you could get people out that do hiking and do it or see nature that otherwise probably wouldn't do it. Mm -hmm. yeah. And they get interested and you never know what that leads to. As of today, the MSD still only runs through Roseboro on the roadside or on sidewalks. And an actual footpath has not yet been built through town or out of the Pondberry Bay Preserve. But Alice and Greg and a lot of other folks in town continue to push for a place to hike making sure that Roseboro is not only a trail town, but also a town with trails. So now that you're the mayor and you're you're the trail angel, and like so if you come to Roseboro, you might end up spending at the mayor's house, you feel like you are setting a precedent for future mayors? At the end of the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
the hikers we've been following so far this season, they are actually done with hiking for the moment and trying something new. When you're really paddling, you have to use your legs. Kayaking. Yeah, always. I always stay as close to land as I can, especially on open water like this. Sounds like a welcome diversion from walking and pedaling. But as I found out... I'm a little anxious right now. Kayaking became a big, big problem. Feeling pretty good um, until now. One that threatened to derail the entire journey. (laughs) Yesterday, my lovely wife was just having a hard time with the... with the complete meltdown. (laughs) Okay, Okay, she was having a complete meltdown. And it wasn't just a problem for the Harrises, but also for Erin Brennan, who found herself on an island by herself, her kayak up on the sand, her tent in tatters, and her nerves shot with a very big decision to make. Yeah, to be honest, it was really defeating, and it was like a really tough moment for me. Um, You know, immediately, like, my thought is, like, you're giving up or you're quitting. What happened on the water? Next time on Away Message. This podcast is a production of Our State Magazine, celebrating North Carolina for more than 85 years. Head over to OurState.com, click on subscribe, and use the promo code AWAY to get $5 off a year's subscription. It is our thank you for listening to the show. This episode was produced by me and James Michkowski. Our intern is McKenna Smith. Our website is OurState.com slash podcast. There you can find all of our episodes and more information about Tara Dower's hike that's coming up next month. If you like the show, please... Give us a good rating or review and tell a friend. I'm Jeremy Markovich. Thanks for listening. We'll see you back here again for the final two episodes in a few weeks.